I've got the privilege of, of bringing a very simple word uh, to us as our community together today. But I really believe uh, God has spoken to me about what I'm going to share with you today. And I'm really praying that many of us will find it in our hearts to respond to, to God's word. Um, as many of you will know, about a year and a half ago, I had a hip replacement. So after lots of pain for a couple of years, um, this uh, operation went ahead, which, by the way, has been a fantastic success, which is wonderful. And I just want to share your story about when you have a hip replacement, some of the things that happen around it. For example, the speed of which they get you out of bed and start you walking is quite remarkable. I remember it seemed to be not many hours after the operation, I was kind of wheeled off the bed and I was given this kind of Zimmer frame and uh, told to stand up in it and shuffle along a little bit. And, and then I did that for a while. And then the next day I had these sticks. And within even within two days, they were trying to walk me upstairs. And they kept saying, come on, Mr. Holden, you can walk a bit further. You can walk a bit further. And I kept thinking, you must be kidding. I've just had a new hip. And now you're asking me to do some more walking. But they were pretty ruthless with me. It's only after a while that I realized why. Of course, it's their encouragement for me to walk that started to get me mobilized. It started to bring strength back into my muscles. It started to, it was the only way really I could start to make progress. If I had just stayed stationary, then not a lot would have happened. But they really get you walking. And by the time I got home, I had to walk around the block and I could do half a street and then I'd do a little bit more and Day after day, despite the pain, I was trying to help myself to keep walking and keep walking and to keep walking. Just, uh, you know, beginning of this year when we had COVID, it was very strange. I think a lot of us felt very restricted. And literally for me, I'm sitting at a desk and I'm doing a lot of Zoom calls and suddenly I'm starting to kind of feel aches and pains again. And of course, I realized it was that I was being immobile. So I just kind of went for a walk and I just kept walking every day because it was so important for me in terms of my strength and progress and overall health. I think there'll be some of you that will be watching this that you might not be able to physically walk for whatever matters. Um, there'll be some of you, of course, who are marathon runners. You do three marathons before breakfast. And you're saying, Dave, what are you just talking about? Gentle walking. I can run. But spiritually, we can all walk. And I want to share with you today something I think is very important in this season in which we live. I think there's a real temptation at the moment to become static in our spiritual lives, to become uh, standing still, almost stationary, kind of just waiting for this season to be over. And we become immobile and, and we become people who become a bit passive. We might even drift a little bit in our lives and we certainly become somewhat inactive and when all of that happens it has repercussions in our spiritual lives and I really felt God wanted me to share with you this word today both for us as individuals but also for us as local churches that this is a season not for passivity and being static but for walking this is a season despite all the restrictions where we need to be active, where we need to be full of expectation that great things are going to happen, and where basically we really need to walk. 
Tim Keller wrote a book, a wonderful book, entitled Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. And I just want to bring a quote to you, which I think is very relevant to what I want to share. And Tim Keller says this. One of the main metaphors that the Bible gives for facing affliction is walking. Suffering is something that must be walked through. Walking points to making progress. Walking is something non-dramatic, rhythmic. It consists of steady, repeated actions. You can keep up in a sustained way for a long time. God did not tell Abraham to somersault before me or even run before me. Because no one can keep such behavior up day in and day out. Walking is rhythmic, on and on and on. To walk with God symbolizes slow and steady progress. So I think this whole understanding from Scripture about the importance of walking, the need to walk with God and to keep walking, is such a key for us in these days. Why? Well, simply this, God is walking. God is on the move. And as Christians, he is calling us to walk with him. And we may feel like we're a bit passive or a bit restricted, but God is not passive and God is not restricted with any limitations. And as he walks, we need to walk in his steps And we need to walk at his pace and not in our own pace. How do we do that? How do we know whether we're walking at the right pace or not with God? Well, I think it comes from being in his presence. When we're in his presence, it's like we're aligned to him. And as he moves, we move. I guess it's in his presence that we hear his voice. And when we hear his voice, we know how to walk through life, how to walk through COVID-19. I remember the the story when Jesus talks about, take my yoke upon you. He's thinking of two oxen in a field, and they always put the younger oxen with the older oxen. And it's like Jesus saying, I'm the experienced one, and you are yoked to me. And as he moves, we move. And as he moves, we move. And we learn to walk at his pace. Jesus said that we are to abide in him. It's a wonderful example of what it means to be in harmony, to dwell, to remain with the living God. Is God ever in a hurry? I don't think so. So learning to walk with God at his pace is important. But neither is God ever asleep. The Bible says he never slumbers or sleeps. So we need to be awake and alert and and just hearing his voice so that we're able to walk together with him. So I want to just very quickly today look at walking for you and me as individuals and then secondly walking as a church community and finally we'll end up with walking as a family of churches, new ground together. I think first of all for us as individuals there's a real invitation for you and me today to walk in God. Enoch walked with God, nowhere it says in Genesis walked with God. We are invited to walk with the living God. Psalm 116 verse 9 says this, I walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, 
This is the way. Walk in it. If you don't know whether to go right or left, the promise is you'll hear a word. But when you hear the word, you have to start walking. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead for the, for the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You know, when you become a Christian and you've been baptized in water, that's not the end, it's the beginning. And we're invited to walk in newness of life. Romans 8 verse 4 in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That's saying if you want to be sanctified, to be more like Jesus, to become holy, it's not a, a load of effort. It's learning how to walk by or in accordance with the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight we're called to walk towards the promises of god by faith but faith and action go together we have to be a people who walk towards these things galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 but i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh galatians 5 25 says if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the spirit is again showing us that the holy spirit is walking it's like he's moving and we're called to live by him to be in him to keep in step with him to go on being filled with him it's a walk it's something that progresses even ephesians 5 verse 8 says for at one time you were darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children of light 1 john 1 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And 2 John 6 says, and this is love that we walk according to his commandments. And this is the commandment, just as you've heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. Are you getting the message? It's important to walk as a child of God. So can I just say this, whatever your circumstances are today, and whatever all of our circumstances are during this COVID season, we can still walk. Yes, there are restrictions. Yes, we may feel limited, but it's no excuse becoming passive and standing still. We're encouraged to keep walking. Do you know what? I've, I've often thought of the Apostle Paul through this lockdown time who himself was in lockdown, literally, in prison. You never get the impression that though Paul was limited by his situation, he stopped walking. In fact, the opposite. He just seems in a spiritual sense, the guy grows and gets stronger. He's, he's just walking and walking right to the end of his life. We are to keep on walking. And just remember this well-known scripture, Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me and the point is that whatever valley we are in god is walking through it and he's inviting us even though i walk through the valley i don't stand in the valley i don't stay there i'm walking through it but can i ask you have you stopped walking uh have you become a bit passive 
Is it not time to walk again? I want to encourage you to start walking. Or maybe you have been walking and been fine. My encouragement to you is keep going. Don't give up. Just keep walking through life. What does it look like? Well, I think it looks like being consistent. I think it looks like one day at a time. I think of verses like 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, where it says, Rejoice always, pray ceaselessly, give thanks in all circumstances. In COVID season, why should that stop? I don't think it's straightforward, but I need to learn to keep rejoicing and pray ceaselessly and to keep on giving thanks day after day. Maybe also looks like I am a person who reads the word of God day by day. Maybe it's that I become a person who makes sure that I don't go alone, but I keep meeting together with my brothers and sisters in whatever way I can do that. You know, the people that I admire the most in life is the years go by, Christians that is, are those who are just consistently, decade after decade, year after year, they're just still walking, walking at this steady rhythm that Tim Keller was talking about, this one-on-one, day-by-day way of living life. There's something, isn't there, in humanity, and it's certainly even amongst us as Christians, where we get all very excited, and initially there's a big buy-in to something new. Remember those days when everybody was online because it was novel and new, and then it kind of all fades away. I think it's very sad. That could have happened to us in this time. God's appeal to us is to keep on moving. Sometimes it feels like, as people once have said, you know, it's like a bit of a plod. But then if that is the very thing that carries us through things and out the other end stronger, then it's something we need to embrace. Good habits are are vital at a time like this. So that's a word for us as individuals. Now, a word perhaps to us as local churches, or you may be watching this and you're in a church plant right now at the moment. I believe this is a time for all of us in our local churches to come together to fulfill the calling that God has placed upon us as a local church. This is not a time for backing off. It's not a time for us to kind of watch a few people doing a lot of things at a distance. It may feel like that's what it is, but I don't believe that's God's will for us. We're not just observers and watchers. He wants us to be involved in everything we're doing as a local church. This is a time for everyone to walk together in this season into the purposes of God for us. And COVID is something that that shouldn't prevent this from happening. Do you have a vision on the horizon, if you like, of the kind of church that Jesus is building? Maybe it's built on promises that you know from his word, and it's there sitting on the horizon. You know, the only way we'll see God's purposes for me in my local church is if the local church walks towards the horizon. It's not going to come the other way. And in COVID, I think some of us are just kind of thinking, well, we'll just wait. Whereas God's saying, look, this is an opportunity, this is a season for you as a local church to start together to walk towards God's purposes for you corporately to make an impact upon your society. COVID doesn't stop this. 
Uh, we may not be doing church in the way that we once did, but we are still doing church. We are still being that church. So God is calling us to walk towards the things he says about us. We are to walk towards being salt and light. Maybe in COVID we become more salt and light. We are to walk towards becoming a city on a hill. You must say, David, I, people don't even know that we're here. We're hidden away. We can't even meet in our building on Sundays. But the promise is you will be as a city upon a hill that cannot be hidden. That's on the horizon. Let's walk by faith towards it. And the Bible describes the church as the joy of the whole earth, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. The Bible describes us as God's dwelling place. That we are called together in our worship. Even this morning, today, we were just looking at the whole thing of being this temple with the breath of God filling it. God describes us in Ephesians 1 and 2 as the fullness of him who fills all in all and, and a building being built together that will become God's dwelling place by his spirit. That is our vision of what God wants to do amongst us. The Bible says we will be as a house of prayer for all nations. We will be made up of every tribe and tongue and nation. The church is the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. We're going to proclaim this gospel. We're going to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free and comfort those who mourn. The Bible describes us in Acts chapter 2 as this community gathered together who are displaying the glory of God with signs and wonders and miracles. We will see this become a reality not when COVID has finished, but today. If we will today corporately as a family begin to walk together into the purposes of God. It's something we need to do. We need to be one anothering. We need to be united at this time. Can I just say this is a time to support your leaders and really get behind them because it's been such a challenge. It certainly is a time for us corporately to learn how to pray together. So we need to walk as individuals. We need to walk together in our local church settings. Can I challenge you? Are you walking with your brothers and sisters? Are you playing your part? And then finally, we are to walk together as a family of churches, new ground. We have a destiny as a family together. God places local churches in families of churches for a reason. And one of them is that we together can fulfill the Great Commission. You know, I have a rising faith, not in myself or maybe even my local church, but in a family of churches together with the rest of the body of Christ, we can begin to fulfill this corporate mission to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And COVID does not stop us from doing this, but we do need to start walking together. We need to walk together towards raising leaders, to impacting our communities, to planting more churches, to reaching more nations. How are we going to do that? We're going to do that by walking together by faith. You know, in January this year, we had our, our elders and wives together in Liverpool. What a wonderful city. And uh, we were together and I, I confidently announced that we've had seven years of existence as new ground. And we've learnt a lot and we've built a lot and we've kind of found our identity. And the next seven years is going to be far more fast-flowing, fluid, 
mobilization, growth and increase. And then COVID happened. What's going to happen for these next seven years? Well, actually, nothing's changed. I have a huge anticipation that God is using these circumstances of COVID even to actually cause us to be more fast moving and fluid and to mobilize ourselves as the people of God. I want to finish by just reading this wonderful scripture, which I believe is a word for us as a family of churches at this time. And it's from uh, Psalm 84 and verse uh, 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Isn't it wonderful to know that God has promised strength? And corporately as a family, we need to find the strength that God can give to us. In whose heart are the highways to Zion? These are people not living for the here and now, but have a vision of eternity. We're moving towards God's eternal purposes. And then I love this. As they go through the valley of Baca, which means weeping, we are going through a time as a globe, if you like, as nations, of weeping and sorrow. And look at this. As we go through, notice, walk through, we make it a place of springs. The early rain covers it with pools. And they go from strength to strength. Each one appears. As they go from strength to strength, each one appears before God in Zion. I love this picture of this family of churches, new ground, walking together, strength by strength, on a journey You know, where this journey ends is in eternity. And you and I are called to walk right through to that place where we die, where we're swallowed up by life. And until that time comes, individually, local churches, family of churches, we're called in God to walk together on this journey. Can I really challenge you today as an individual? Will you keep walking through this time? It will transform your life. Can I encourage you as a local church, don't be on the fringe and kind of look in and see if there's a part that you can play even now to cause us to come to the vision that God has given to us as a local church. And then as a family of churches, let's come together and and really stand with one another. Father, I thank you so much for this day when we've been able to see faces and hear prophetic encouragement and listen to stories and be reminded that we're not some parochial little thing, but we're part of a family, which is part of a much bigger family, which is part of the wide worldwide body of Christ. So grateful, Lord, that you've caught us up in your global purposes. And I pray for people to start walking where they may have stopped and churches to mobilize again and come with faith and prayer and for us to see your purposes fulfilled in our day and generation. Holy Spirit, come and cause these things to become a reality. What a great joy to be able to walk with God in the land of the living. We ask that we will do so in Jesus' name. Amen.